All right. Hey, good to see you guys tonight. Go ahead and grab a seat. And uh, we've got an awesome night here planned for you. And it will end with an incredible night of tacos. So that'll get your attention real quick. Hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Dave. Great to be with you guys tonight. I know we got some freshmen in the house tonight. Any freshmen? So welcome aboard. Listen, um, college ministry, I love this age. 18 to 25 is such an incredible time. There's three words that stand out to me for this time. Uh, my first stint in ministry, it started in college ministry, uh, served as a college pastor for seven years. And I'm telling you, for me, it was some of my most favorite times in ministry. I still love this season of life. And I think there's three words for me that stand out. Um, first one's this, passion. Usually this time of life, um, you get to explore passions, um, feel, figure out what those are. But there's a great passion, which is there's a pursuit of God um, that can be unleashed here. And I'm just telling you, for you, I would encourage you to be open to that, pursue that, go after it. So passion is one. Second one is calling. God's put in a unique call in your life. And uh, this is going to be a time of your life that you get to explore that. Figure out um, what uh, I guess you're uniquely excited about, what you're uniquely gifted at. And God has got a calling on your life. And you get to explore that. And this is an awesome time to do that. A great space to do that. So passion um, and calling and I think the third word that for me that comes alive is the word leadership. Um, this room is packed full of potential, leadership potential. God, as he puts a call on your life, he's going to raise your leadership uh, because you're the hope of the world in the best way. And I mean that, you're the hope of the world. So when Jesus left, he entrusted the greatest mission on earth. Um, it's all good. Invite him over. That's a good answer. I say, come on over. We're just starting. Um, but when Jesus left, he entrusted the greatest mission, which is for us uh, to be the hope of the world, to share Jesus. Um, and I'm just saying for you guys, uh, there's a leadership call in your life um, that will match the call he's given you. So whatever he calls you to, he will empower you to do it. And this is going to be an awesome time of life to do it. So if you're brand new within college ministry, it's a great place to be at. Um, I'm excited for what this year has to hold. And uh, last week, if you were in here, talked about faithfulness and that really our life is an incredible test of faithfulness. There's a reward for ultimate faithfulness. And we honored some people. One of the things we also do when we see people being faithful, we honor them. So we honored a couple people last week. Because within this college ministry, there's been several things that have been happening behind the scenes. And the people who have been leading the charge in the ministry, God has been putting different calls in their life. They've served for a season. So we had a couple staff stepping out. Um, we've had Chris Wozniki serving in here, and he's still serving in here. He's now just going to be called Dr. Woz because he's studying for a PhD. Hello. Where's our doctor in the house? All right. Right back there. Uh, so don't go to him with your toothaches or anything like that. He's the... Uh, different kind of doctor he's working on, but uh, he's still going to be serving within this ministry, so we're incredibly blessed for that. Um, He's gotten a full-paid scholarship to study, Um, not just paid, they pay him to go. So if that's not the call of God in your life, then wake up. So anyway, so he's he's chasing that dream, and he's still serving in here, so it's a huge gift to us. But behind the scenes as a church, we've been asking God, what do you want to do? What do you have for the next step? What's the next chapter? And so while um, it hasn't been real public, behind the scenes, we've asked God. We've been putting that before him. We've been praying and seeking. And um, so we, we, through a long process of just asking, praying, we uh, felt led to invite somebody to come and serve as our college young adults pastor. And uh, yeah, you can give a whoop for that. That's going to be awesome. Um, 
And, uh, and through a process of prayer, uh, he accepted. And we're really excited about it. Um, all, you'll get to hear some of the story, but um, I'm going to bring him and his wife up. His name is Kelly McCoy. His wife is Michelle. So why don't you get on your feet and just go crazy for Kelly and Michelle. Come on up here. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You're so sure. Oh, there's nothing behind the scene. No, you're all good. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, look how, see how affectionate he is? I'm you so just kind of diss me in front of everybody. Well, just messing I, I, with you. I, I I'm just messing. Uh, Listen, um, I've known Kelly for a long time. Um, so I want to get, let you guys get a chance to know a little bit about him. And part of what we're, part of what I want to invite you to do as we start this discussion tonight, we're not going to go real long tonight. Um, we're going to spend a, a short amount of time getting to know them a little bit because we want to get some time just hanging outside and uh, they just want to hang out with you guys. They want to get to know you. So we don't want to sit in a room and uh, just get this kind of connection. We want to have that kind of connection too. So, but we'll maximize this time. But uh, what I want to invite you to do is I want you to listen uh, for the story of God in their life. Um, the story of God, how he's intersecting, intersecting that with us here um, and just be open to what God has for us. It's, it's really fun. God's got a call. We have all different kind of stories in this room. Um, and there's a reason God has brought the people in this room together. And so what's fun when you're with a group like this is we get to discover what God's up to. And part of that's their story. Um, but for Kelly, um, let's just see. Well, let's just start with this. Why don't you tell them a little bit about your, uh, about, well, let's start with your testimony. When did you come to know the Lord? Like just talk about, Hey, how did you uh, get to know Jesus? How, did you grow up in a Christian family? No. Uh, yeah, all of the above. Um, but I did not tr- grow up in a Christian family. I, uh, none of the above, actually. None of the above. Uh, all of, the none of all the, the above. None of the above. That's a great way to say D. That. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So my mom is a Jewish uh, woman from Encino, and my dad is a black man from Ohio, and somehow they came together to make this. And... Uh, <laughs> And I was raised. I was I was born in Ohio, but I only went there to get born. And then I was <laughs> raised in Southern California, uh, in Canoga Park. Anybody know where Canoga Park is? Yeah. <clears throat> that is so refreshing. You have no idea, um, because I've spent the last you know uh, six years in Orange County, and none of but nobody, nobody knows where Topanga Boulevard is. I know they're missing out, right? Uh, so, anyways, I digress, and um, <clears throat> um, my mom and dad didn't work out, uh, and we'll, we'll probably, f- you know, if you guys want the long story, come and talk to me, because I'd love to have coffee with you. Um, so, mom and dad didn't work out. My mom raised me um, by herself, and uh, just without faith, and, and just really, I was heading down the wrong path, just kind of, just every, you know, academically, morally, all the above, uh, and I was only in middle school, and I was already headed down the wrong path. And so I had, I was diagnosed with ADHD and all kinds of learning disabilities and behavioral problems. And one day I was coming home from school, and uh, a nicely dressed Filipino man stopped me in front of Judy's Donuts on the corner of Satakoy and Winneka. <laughs> uh, that's not even the funny part. All right. Uh, thanks. And, um, and he stopped me, and he just said, he just looked at me dead in my eyes and said, hey, uh, if you were to die today, where would you go? And I thought for sure I was going to die that day. <laughs> and I didn't know where I was going to go. So, which, by the way, if you're interested in evangelism, I don't recommend you start out that way. Uh, 
but it was effective <laughs> for me. <laughs> and so, and I'll get into this, that story maybe some other time, but the reality is, is I found Jesus in front of a donut shop, and I started going to church for the first time at this small church in, on Fall, in Fallbrook in Woodland Hills, and the pastor was like, dude, you need a youth ministry. And I'm like, yeah. So he took me to a Saturday night service at Rocky Peak, and that's when I was introduced to the high school ministry. And that's where I started to grow in my faith and kind of plant roots. But so that's that's what happened. That was the big moment. Yeah. Michelle, let's jump in with you. Let's why don't you give a little of your story? Sure. Uh, It's not as exciting or involves donuts, but um, I grew up in a very it was a Christian Korean American home. Seemingly very perfect. I actually didn't realize how dysfunctional my family was until maybe like two years ago. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so but, so I grew up in a Christian home, so faith was always very foundational. Um, but it wasn't until maybe my twentieth high like not my twentieth high school camp, but my twentieth summer camp um, that I every time I would have this like that emotional response. Like I would always go to the altar because every time God was calling out to me to like, you know, rededicate my life. And, um, one summer camp, I was, I think 15 and I went up and the guy was like, so like, do you believe that you're going to go to heaven when you die? And I said, yeah. Or, and I said, I said, I don't know. He said, well, do you believe Jesus died for you? I was like, well, yeah, duh. Um, cause doesn't everyone know that? And he was like, well, yeah, you know, um, so do you think you're going to go to heaven? And I said, I don't know. Well, do you believe that Jesus died for you? Yeah. And he was like, wait. And so after ask, like going back and forth for like a solid five minutes. Now you're more confused. I know I was more <laughs> confused. And, um, and he, I think God or the Holy spirit just like clicked it for him. And he said, you know, what, Michelle, I think um, that there's a disconnect and your brain doesn't take you to heaven. Your knowledge of God doesn't take you to heaven. Your your book smarts don't allow you to have a relationship with the Lord. It's it's your heart. And um, I remember leaving that camp kind of grieving. I, I'm so used to the the slide, the backsliding down. Like I have the spiritual high, and then I'd come home, and everything goes back to normal. And I think I was so nervous that that was going to happen again that I just was like voracious for the Lord, and I just kept meeting with Him daily. And then now, like 20 years later, I'm you know still walking with the Lord, and I love Him with all my heart. And um, yeah, and so I feel like that was my journey, like, even though I grew up in a Christian home, it wasn't until, like, junior high, high school that I really was walking with him. Mm-hmm. Now, Kelly, back to you. Let's, you, so you get, you accept the Lord, you start connecting here at Rocky Peak, yeah. and you kind of yeah. grew up here. Um, yeah, I feel like That's I how we kind of connected. Yeah. Um, part of your journey, you obviously went to high school, but why don't you share a little bit your exposure to college ministry early yeah. on, and yeah. uh, how God used it in your life. So it's starting even in high school for you. It did. It did because I, I didn't really want to go home um, Sunday afternoon because, uh, you know, service for high school ends at 11 o'clock or ends at like 1230. And then you're supposed to go home with your family. But I didn't really have anybody to come home to. So I would just hang out and play volleyball with the big kids. And while I was playing volleyball, I would just meet like the college students and they would involve me and then I would help them set up the nets and, and I would play games, you know, play the volleyball games and do all the, the activities with them. And Dave was actually the college pastor at the time and he extended the invitation to me to, to start coming up even at like the end of 11th grade. 
And, uh, and once I started coming to college ministry, I ended up finding friends and, and, and a mentor uh, that, that I never really had when I was growing up. And it's a level of discipleship that I've never really experienced, even though I was serving in, in high school ministry at this time. And I just felt like, man, I didn't have anybody really pouring into me other than what I was finding with Dave in the college ministry. And then I ended up moving in with Dave and his friend, and we have tons tons of stories. It was so embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, moving in with Dave and then, uh, you know, going to like lots of trips and camps and 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 just finding community experience, finding that like that that even though my family was dysfunctional and broken, like the biological family that I, 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 I was born into, like it didn't mean anything because I had a whole new family here at Rocky Peak. And I, I grew up an only child. And one of the biggest selling points other than the fire insurance about Jesus was um, <laughs> that, that, I, uh, <clears throat> that I, I, got a, I got a chance to be a part of, of a family. You know, and and I've always wanted brothers and sisters, and and I finally got them when I was a part of Rocky Peak, but also a part of the tr- the body of Christ. And I realized that um, even more so when I, I started to really live in community. You see, I was in community while I was serving, but I felt like I was living in community in college. And uh, you know, the, one of the another thing that I, I feel like just needs to be shared, if you don't mind me asking or sharing. <clears throat> is that when I found Jesus, like that confidence that Michelle was talking about of knowing where you're going to go when you die and having the security in Christ was something that I, I wanted for myself for sure. But it was something that I definitely wanted for my friends. And, and the ability to pass out eternity was something that I felt called to do instantly um, right after I said amen in front of Judy's Donuts. And I came home, and I told my mom about Jesus. She didn't want to hear it. And I, I just wanted to be in a place where people came to know Jesus in a real way that wasn't just an adaptation of their parents' faith or something that they felt like they were compelled to do because what else are they going to do? Like, I really was passionate in college about making sure people knew why they had a hope for the reason that they believed. And that's why uh, in college I decided to um, pursue apologetics. And apologetics just means being able to reason your faith. And that was spurred, honestly, from Dave, because Dave would, like, you know, battle Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons. And, and it was like, you know, like... like knock a, on the door, we'd invite him in. Yeah, it would be like a celebrity death match of... Of, of the mind. Um, and, and I was like, whoa, dude, like you totally schooled that J-Dub. And I was like, <laughs> like, and I wanted to be able to understand my faith that way. And that happened in college. Anyways, I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> well, why don't we go much. like part of this too. It's like you start getting a call, obviously. Yeah. So God's speaking to you. You're getting mm-hmm. a sense of calling. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that calling play out? Like, so you get, you get a sense right away, yeah. like, Hey, you want this? Um, First of all, did your mom ever come to know the Lord? No, up to no, this point, no. Like I came home that day, and she was like mad that I was late from, and I lost my pager. Um, if you don't, they don't, don't know worry. what that is. They don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't Look know, it mom. up on the internet tonight. It's like a, it's like a calculator <laughs> that that talks to other calculators. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I get home that day. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. 
Um, I get home that day, and I'm uh, and I'm like, hey mom, like, and she's like, where you been? You know, I've been paging you all day. And I'm like, oh, you know, I stopped in front of Judy's Donuts. This Asian dude got out of the car, told me about Jesus. I got Jesus in my heart. And she's like, you don't got Jesus nowhere. You're Jewish. I gotta go to work. Bye. And she leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, how am I supposed to be Jewish? Um, but that that didn't last long. But I I was really interested in figuring out this Jesus thing. So I was like, all right, I gotta find a church to go to. And then I found uh, Rocky Peak eventually. And then uh, that's really when ministry started because when I was um, at Rocky Peak, I actually uh, got sent to a group home for six months. So I was at the high school ministry for like three, four weeks, like three or four weeks, literally. Like it's a blip in the time, um, which is amazing. And then I get sent to a group home, which is like a living facility for bad kids with, you know, my issues. And I was in this living facility for six months. And then when I came back, they all remembered me. Um, and, and they invited me to be a part of a life or small group, which was the weirdest thing because when I showed up to small group, at the time they called it small groups, they're like, we've been praying for you. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing to tell me. Like, why <laughs> are you thinking about me? Um, and so I'm like, all right, whatever. And, you know, because they were kind, nice people. And they would pick me up. Like, and I lived like... I don't know, 10 miles away probably. Like, and they'd pick me up every week to go to a life group or go to Wednesday night or come to Sunday morning. And eventually I was faithful in that, and they asked me to be, you know, the donut guy. Like not as in like eat donuts, but as in to serve donuts every Sunday morning. And I loved it. I'm like, I had a responsibility. And the leaders, and they would pick me up. And honestly, they could have done it on their own, but they insisted on me picking the donuts, and I did. And that was my ministry for the, my first ministry. Eventually, I became an intern. I was like one of the first people to live on the intern house. And that's creepy as heck, um, if you've ever been. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for my Christian cussing, by the way. Um, uh, and so I, someone said, oh, my gosh, watch your mouth. Uh, so I, so I'm living on the, living on the intern house, and, and I'm trying to get through school because if you're going to be a pastor, you got to be educated. And like, you know, math is not my strong point, especially when they start adding letters. It's just mess. <laughs> so I'm like, I got, I got, eventually I got academic probation from Pierce and eventually they stopped letting me enroll because I was making them look bad with my GPA. And so Pierce kicked me out. And so I re-enrolled again and they kicked me out again. And I just felt like, man, this ministry thing is not happening. Like, God, I, I thought I was called. And then eventually um, I just I gave up on school. I felt like it was too hard. And um, even today it's still kind of hard. Uh, so I decided to, to tra- transition vocational um, goals and from being a pastor in, in a church formal setting to being a missionary. And that's when I went, I signed up for YWAM and I was an urban hip hop missionary in Sydney, Australia. And so I know Sydney. Um, <laughs> so I was in Australia for a year and that's when I, I was visiting a church out there, a uh, small, tiny, you know, community called Hillsong. And <laughs> I was going to their, um, their conferences and there one night, the conference uh, at the conference, um, there's a guy who's preaching. His name is Tommy Barnett. 
and he made the Dream Center. He does a lot of great inner city work. And he was preaching a message about living out a God-sized dream. A God-sized dream. Um, and, and I'm like, I want to live a God-sized dream. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I thought I was living a God-sized dream because there's not too many people who are missionaries, and I'm going out there being a super Christian. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, a God-sized dream is anything that you... Yes, anything you can... <laughs> it's my boo. Um, anything you can't achieve on your own, right? Anything that, that you can't do without God's help. Right, so I gave up on school, and I knew what that meant for me. Like going back to school would require literally a miracle, like not not to actually get in, but to actually be successful because I wasn't the educated type. And um, I just knew, like living out a God-sized dream was depending on God to get my degree and pursue the passion in which He called me in the first place, which was to be a pastor. So that day, he, of course, like any good charismatic Pentecostal service. There was an altar call, and he was saying, if you're here today and you want to live a God-sized dream, I want you to come down, and I'm going to pray for you and commission you to do the work of God. And I was like, I want to live a God-sized dream. And so I ran up to the altar. I ran up. It was a long run. It was a big auditorium. I was really winded. Um, so I ran up. He prays for me, and I knew at that moment I was going to come back and pursue the dream that God has put in my heart the first day I found Jesus, which was in front of that donut shop, which was to see other people make the same decision that I made. So since then, uh, I'm looking at the time. Since then, I, um, I came back, and I interned for like one more summer here uh, for the high school ministry, and I decided that I need to go be a pastor and get my degree. So I enrolled in Biola, and I started a uh, youth ministry in Moore Park, um, in a Life Spring Community Church. Yeah, that's right. And I was there for five years while I completed my bachelor's in organizational leadership development from Biola University, and I graduated in 2009. And how then, did you pay for that? How did I pay for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just do what all Rocky Peak pastors do. I start a DJ company, right? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's true. That's what I did. Um, so, so yeah, you, yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, that's that happened, uh, and uh, so I got my degree there. And as soon as I finished my degree, I knew I wasn't finished, so I decided to go uh, to Talbot Seminary, and I've spent the last five or six years kind of like helping out churches, and and I even tried to plant a church with my friend in Long Beach. Uh, and that's where, well, he was already planning church. He invited me to be a part of that. And that's where I met my wife, Michelle. And that church plant failed, but my love lived on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then from there, uh, we got, once we got married, I got hired at another church in Irvine called Mariner's Church. And I was one of the high school pastors there for, for about a couple of years. And after that, I, I was still chugging away at my education. And now I'm finally at the last three classes. Six units. Thank you. And, um, and that's when I got the call from Dave. <laughs> yeah. And here I am today. There he is. You know, I have to... I'll give you a little uh, insight just on the other side. I, I, like when he was telling this story, uh, before I was married, I'd have roommates living in the house. Um, 
And it was just such a ministry house. I mean, that, that, it, people there all the time. And we just knew. Everybody knew where the key was. Come in. When you leave, lock it. You know, shove the key in. Whatever. So it, house was like open door policy. People there all the time. So it was just like this little ministry haven. Um, but this, just watching Kelly, I remember there'd be a lot of nights. I remember he'd be sitting in tears some nights just because the schoolwork was just so hard. And um, just the talks we'd have just about where he's at and um, – Everything from call of God on your life to uh, like I didn't just, even know how to type. Yeah, like it. it was like I had to go to occupational school before one of the semesters just to take a typing class, learn how to type, leave that class, and then write a paper. Mm-hmm. Like it was so tough. Like, like even reading books. Like reading is so hard unless it's like Facebook or Instagram. You know, <laughs> it's so hard. Right, was paper. Jeez. You know, <laughs> if it's on paper, it's so hard. And I um. I like I remember Dave just teaching me like speed reading like stuff and just like humming and breathing and all those techniques that you do like I don't to, even know that anymore. Well, what is you, that? You got to teach me. I don't know. I don't know. You told humming me just like yeah, because reading. you don't want to say the words in your head. All right. okay. So you I just remember those conversations and it's just tough, you know. It was really discouraging like constantly like getting just flunking junior college is just depressing sometimes. Uh <laughs> it is. But anyway. but what I saw, like, I think, just knowing him through those years, um, so those were just they were really refining years. First of all, you just need to know, um, it's just knowing a lot of people growing up in kind of an environment he grew up in. The hand of God was on his life; he was protected. Um, and I think as you get to know him more, you'll get to hear more of that journey he'd been on. But there was a protection on his life and a call on his life early on, and it was really obvious. But he had to go through a refinement, uh, and I, we're still, all of us are still in this refinement process, yeah. right? Isn't it awesome? Great. He stretched, yeah. humbled by the Lord. Awesome. Yeah. But there's this refinement um, because it prepares us for the things God's calling us to do and be. But I saw his refinement in those years. I saw his um, just refinement process going through ministry. It's not easy to do a youth ministry. It's not easy to be trying to do a part-time job. Um, to pay your way, support yourself, pay your way through school as you struggle through that school um, and make it. But um, there's a sense of character that gets developed over years. Um, And then just not graduating that, but taking on bigger responsibilities at larger ministry opportunities and just taking that on and then taking on seminary. Seminary is no joke. It's it's Mm -hmm. an intense um, path that you take. And what I just admire um, is the fact that a lot of people would have pulled the parachute, um, but God has refined him, and his character has really risen to the surface. It's just become more and more apparent. But God's had a, a hand of protection on him and a call on him. And for me, I can just tell you that um, there's something powerful when you go through that much struggle. Um, and I, I guess I know as he would sit here, he wouldn't say that he's you know, final product, you know, none of us are, no. Um, no. but he's in a place that God has prepared him um, for different assignments. And, that, and even this assignment has been one that I believe he's ready for this assignment at this time, this space. And I, I couldn't be more excited for you. Um, I'm also excited for him about what God's going to be doing in the season. Also with Michelle too, incredible journey they've got together. You'll hear more of that also. I think as, as we are sharing, I think this both for you, Michelle, and for you, Kelly, um, as you would say, as you look ahead, um, what are you most excited about, like, 
What excites you about serving at this college ministry? Or do you need some time? I'll, I'll whip something up. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Um, we've been in, I mean, we started our marriage in the middle of high school ministry. And so um, we've been used to we, Kelly's background in high school ministry. Like he obviously has no energy. Um, and so <laughs> it's been, you know, so we're excited for that next transition. So that's why we're particularly excited about the incoming freshmen, because we really feel like we get to enter into college ministry together. Um, and me personally, I, you know, I was, as I was thinking, because I knew this question was coming, I'm like, man, a lot of my biggest life-changing things came out of fear in, in the sense that, um, like I said, that I, I came back from summer camp because I was so afraid I was going to lose my relationship with God and backslide. And I actually went into college. I, I got plugged in at a church right away. As soon as I moved uh, to Orange County to go to school, I went to UCI. And my first week in college that Sunday, I went straight to a church because I had heard all the statistics of you know, first years losing their faith because like they've been spoon fed their whole life. And then now they have freedom. They don't know what to do with it. And so, so I was afraid of losing my faith once again. And, um, so I went straight to a church and I remember even though I, I had known the fundamentals of Christianity and I, I was walking with God, it wasn't until my college years that, um, I grew hands and feet for Jesus, you know, and, and that's where my faith really became my own. And I took the greatest risks. And so it's so exciting to be able to, um, kind of walk that journey with, um, you all again. And cause it's real, it is easy to kind of, um, get out of that like m- zone when you have all these responsibilities of being married and la 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 and jobs and taxes and stuff like that. And so, um, I'm just so excited to um, walk with college students again because I remember how um, rich that time was in my life. Thanks. Uh, the word unleash comes to mind. Um, and I know that's like part of the Rocky Peak mission statement of unleashing passionate followers. And I think that that this is the time where there is nothing keeping you from being all that God has called you to be. And I'm stoked that I get to be the guy that just gets to pull the, you know, pull the, like, open, open the cage. Like, that's all I want to do. I'm like, <laughs> really? He'll just open the cage and unleash. It's more like a little lid. I don't know. I'm thinking, well, <laughs> well, I'm thinking, yeah, I guess I can think of, like, I'm thinking, Open the leash, <laughs> unleash like, like a Jurassic Park cage, I guess, like with the Velociraptor <laughs> coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how this is going, man. I'm trying to be like all heartful and stuff. So you're Velociraptors now. Uh, no, okay. The word is unleash, unleash, unleash. So uh, I know a lot of us. Uh, you know, raise your hand if you've been in the high school ministry at Rocky Peak. Okay, so you guys know a lot of stuff. Uh, you can put your hands down. Um, you guys know a lot of stuff, and maybe there has been homework, there has been school, and there's been parents, and there's been just other things that may have kept you from unleashing into your communities um, the love of God um, that, that loves people to the point where they are led into the presence of God. Um, I want to be a part of unleashing that love into this community, um, not through my preaching 
or cool events, even though events will be awesome. But I want to be a part of unleashing that in your community through, like, through you guys. Like, you are the ones, you are the pastors and leaders and ministers to the people in your community that when people show up here, they look for you to lead them. And it's going to be your friends. It might even be some of your family members. You know, because I, I wish my family members saw me as their pastor, but that's not the case yet. But that may be the case for you, and that may not be the case yet also, just like me. But your friends might see you as a pastor and leader. And one of the biggest things I learned was, you know, if I'm called to be a pastor, which, by the way, if you're a Christian, you are called to be a minister and you have a ministry. So start ministering to the people that God has already given you. And that's the thing that I'm pumped about is finding out who you're ministering to and and walking alongside you and helping you accomplish that and helping you see how important that is. And it's way more important than some of the things that we see and we encounter through our life. And I get to be a part of that. And I am so honored and I do not take that lightly. And so if you would continue to have me as your leader, please like give me a chance to be in your life and help you lead the people that are looking at you as their minister. That's very awesome. Very powerful. Good. Unleash. I like it. Yeah. All right, so I just want to talk to the Velociraptors out here for a second. Um, what I want to do, we're going to pray. Let's just uh, let's ask God's uh, commissioning and just um, presence to fall on them. Uh, we're going to do it family style, so let's all head to the back. You guys get out of your chairs. We're going to circle up back here. Family style. All right. All right, uh... Let's get Kelly and Michelle somewhere in the middle where they can where they can't escape, and uh, oh, under the under the under the spotlight of God right here. Uh, awesome. All right, so circle around. You, there's a lot of room over that way, over here. Um, so, you mind if we put some hands on you guys and pray? All right, come on in. All right. Well, great. I'm soft. All right. So what we're going to do, let's just have a, a couple people pray out. Um, and uh, I'll close us out. I'm going to just allow Waz to open it up, though. All right. So why don't you kick it off, Waz? Well, Spirit of the living God, we just come as one voice and just one prayer right now. And uh, I pray that the favor of God would fall on you both. And I pray that the uh, grace of God would become more real to each of you um, as you walk in this season. The mercy of God would be something you get to drink every morning. So as the Lord fathers you and leads you, um, may he empower you to lead and uh, pour out upon this ministry, those that are here and the many that are not yet, that will be reached. And uh, so we pray the unleashing of you. And the gifts that you have. And so, Lord, would you grant them gifts, unleash the gifts they have, and unleash more. And I pray that their character would rise with their gifting. So it just be their foundation. So may humility fall um, and the power of God rise um, as they yield to you, Lord, and um, as you you pour out. So pray grace, peace, power, strength. we all pray it in Jesus' name. We said? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's jump back to our seat.
Wow. Okay. Hey, real quick. Uh, you know, th- what an awesome night. So glad that you guys came out. Um, you guys can go grab a seat. Um, thanks for being part of SOMA. Just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not done yet. That's coming. Um, really quick, as we, uh, as we wrap up in here, a couple things. One, I would just say this. This is an awesome season. There are probably people that um, are part of this uh, age group, this community, that may not be around. I would, wouldn't it be awesome if this summer you just, like, just take the charge you've already been given by Kelly. Um, you've got people within your network that you can already begin ministering to. Um, there's a lot of people who are just kind of floating, wandering out there. Well, grab them, pull them in. Just like, you know, Kelly got picked up for I don't know how many years. Someone had to go drive and literally pick him up. You got friends? Go pick them up. Drive. Bring them up here. Just bring them into the community. Um, Because I think this summer is just going to be a great community building time. And you'll hear a lot more about what's planned. But it's really just designed to build uh, time together. And the ministry will build off that community that that begins to grow here. So if you're brand new, what an awesome night to be here. Because everything's all brand new, right? So welcome aboard. Glad to have that. I want to challenge you. Just be faithful in here um, and open to what God has. Um, So just come uh, with expectancy, um, enthusiasm, and uh, and we're going to close out. But it almost feels um, a little inappropriate. We were not going to really do any worship at the end. That's not really planned. I don't know if our whole worship team's even here still. So if they are, maybe, like, what's that second song you guys did tonight? Yeah, let's do Faithful to the End. What an awesome song. What do you think, Sarah? This is called Spontaneity right here. You guys want to do a little worship tonight? All right. Now listen, if they're going to bring it, you're going to respond. But uh, I really, I think there's something about, and the reason I, I just, you know, it was powerful to be able to pray out there, but there's something powerful about declaring things together. And so part of this is just really, as we worship this, Faithful to the End, that there's a sense of, um, that being released over this this ministry at this time. Waz will be coming up to close this thing out, give you an announcement, and we got some tacos out there and stuff for you. But why don't you uh, stand up, and Lord, I just pray as we enter into this song that there would be an unleashing that happens. Um, just in here, the community would be... I, we just even just sense that this community is already bonding together in a new way. So, Father, we invite your presence as we worship. We ask that your power would come fill each of us Lord, there's needs in this room tonight. Um, Personally, I even just pray, Holy Spirit, begin to meet those needs as well as you bring it together corporately. So we just uh, give you ourselves in this time of worship.